Now, Minister, uh, first of all, uh, this draft agreement, uh, what has South Africa and the South African delegation been grappling with in, as uh, the world tries to find a binding agreement here? Sakina, we are looking for our mandate. The first one is exactly the one you have actually dealt with now, to ensure that the agreement that we come out with here is a legally binding agreement, and that's a legal form which has to come out of here. So in the various texts that are produced by different parties, which they have put on the table pre-negotiations, I mean, pre-discorp, up to now. We are looking for, in the text that's being put on the table, that there must be that legality. You remember that when we left them and we said it should either be a protocol, an instrument with legal force, or a legally binding agreement, but the legal nature of the contract of, of this agreement must be there so that parties do not go back and backslide as it happened in the past in the Cura Protocol. That's, that's the first thing. The second thing, we are grappling with issues of ensuring that there is equity. You know the principle of the convention that we don't rewrite the convention because we are having the principles of the convention, which is UNFCCC. So the agreement must be based on the convention and one of the principles of convention is ensuring that there's equity, but there's also a commonality. We have to be ensure that there's common but differentiated responsibilities and respective capabilities of different parties because we are not equal. We are not all uh, historically uh, responsible for the emissions that has happened. Some countries have had ample time of developing. At the time, they, their countries were polluting. They got to the status where they are. We need that space without being irresponsible. And therefore, that is the second issue uh, of and the principles of the convention. Therefore, we are looking for them to stay in this new agreement. The third issue is that whilst we are saying we also have to take measures and developed countries have that responsibility and take a lead, there has to be finance, capacity building, and technologies that have been developed and transferred to developing countries like us for us to be able to take actions. Because this time around, we are not going to have a few parties like under the Kyoto Protocol. All parties of the world has got to, and some of them, some of them like us, we do require additional fund, funds, and we do require. Uh, technologies and so forth to actually even be able to act very drastically, very uh, responsibly as well. So that's a set of things that we are looking for in this agreement. The fourth set of things that, uh, issues that we are looking for is to ensure that this agreement does not put us back, in other words, because we are all acting to reach a particular goal, which is a a, a temperature of the world that is below, way below two degrees. Science tells us, and the IPCC report, International Panel of uh, Climate Discipline uh, uh, report tells us that we have to have a world living below, below two degrees for the global warming not to actually catch up as fast as it does 
over the last 10 years has been high increased uh, uh, warming than even in the past. So for us to catch up with it, there's got to be a below 2 degrees world. Some islands are saying, small uh, uh, islands uh, states are saying, and which we know also this is actually the truth, that they live, in, some islands are getting smaller and smaller. They are sort of submerging under the, the water because of the warming, you know, islands become smaller. So below two degrees, that's what they demand. We would like, therefore, to measure the two positions and to consider their positions, especially for us as South Africa, which is a leader and a convener of G77 plus China. And so we are having these many islands under our cooperation, which is within the G77 plus China. It's a matter to listen to so that the world does not become harmed by continuous increasing uh, carbon emissions. So we've got to all reduce them. So those are the very key uh, important set of things. The last one that I think is very, very key is that because we know that the world is going to be, it's not the last one, last but one, uh, Sakina. The, 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 we know that there's going to be a, a, a gap in the finance because the current money that's being supported, that we're getting a support, there's a shortfall there. Because we know already with the INDCs that we've submitted that are on the table, when they are aggregated, they are not putting us to say that what every country is doing already is going to help us to reduce the carbon emissions. And therefore, there's a gap in the uh, actions themselves. We've got to come back at some stage because these are going to be implemented from 2020 onwards. Say 2025 say 2030, some parties are saying, let's come back in 2025. Mm. That's a period we call, a process we call review. And review, and then maybe increase uh, the, the, the actions that we have. Some are saying, we won't be able to increase our parties, our countries, will not let them, national interest raises. But the reality is that carbon emissions will be increasing. So that's a major issue that we've got to decide on here at this conference. Minister Edna Muleo, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Minister of uh, Environmental Affairs. And uh, we'll be keeping in touch with what's happening at COP21. Well done.